Hello and welcome to the From Campus to Careers podcast. This episode is part two of a mini-series we've put together in collaboration with the university's alumni team called Careers in Focus. The aim of these episodes is to explore the various career paths Aston graduates have chosen, digging deep into what working in these roles truly looks like. Today our guest is Parky Sharma, who will be telling you all about herself and what she does in just a moment. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the From Campus to Careers podcast. As mentioned in the intro, we're joined today by my co-host from the university alumni team, Asad, and our guest for today's episode is Aston alumni, Parky Sharma. So to get things started, could you tell us a bit about yourself, Parky, starting with maybe what you studied at Aston? Hi, Asad. Hi, Adam. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, Hi, guys. I'm Parky Sharma. And as Adam introduced me, yes, I'm an Aston alumni uh, I studied MSc Strategic Marketing Management uh, at Aston, and currently I'm working in Birmingham. Perfect. So when when was it you graduated from Aston? So I graduated last year. Uh, so I was on the batch of uh, 2019 to 20. Yeah. Yeah. So a fairly recent graduate then. Yes. Um, so as you mentioned, you're currently working in Birmingham. Can you tell us a little bit about that role and the company you work for? So currently I'm working as a business analyst uh, with a company called Q Technology. They uh, they are a, a renewable energy company. So it's an upcoming industry, an upcoming uh, uh, definitely roles where, you know, there's a lot more to explore. So okay. I'm with them right now. Perfect. So the the term business analyst is quite um, quite a broad term, like uh, I think it could be a variety of things that you, you would do in that role. So can you give us a little bit more information about um, maybe the responsibilities that you have in that role or maybe what your typical day looks like? So uh, working with the renewable energy company, it's important to you know uh, stay in touch with engineers. So when you talk about business analysts or a business analytics role, it you know can be defined in many different ways, of course. I worked at a business, as a business analyst before, uh, for a tech company, and now I'm working for a renewable energy company, and it's completely different. So uh, in this role, my day-to-day definitely looks like starting off my day with talking to the engineers, if there's anything that they need, uh, checking their progress uh, on site with different projects. So there are definitely a lot of different other pro- projects that are going on. So keeping um, in touch with everyone. Uh, then we move on uh, uh, in the day, and then I go on to my finance meetings where we discuss okay. about different budgets, uh, where we want to spend, where we want to hold back, uh, talking with the accounts team on, you know, what invoices we have for this week, uh, for this week, what's really urgent, what's not. Uh, one of my main roles is de- uh, is procurement, which is, of, co- uh, of course, you know, under supply chain management. So this is also a part of the business. So when you say business analyst, so it's analyzing business on different levels. It's uh, through spreadsheets on um on finance side, it's a supply chain, you know, talking with different suppliers, making sure everything we need is on site, uh, talking to the engineers to make sure that they understand why we need, why we want them to, you know, forecast some budgets for different upcoming projects. Then moving forward, um, I get involved in different business development activities, which is one of my favorites. And then I'm moving, moving forward to my favorite activity of the day, it's marketing. So then I move forward to it, uh, 
look what we have done, what make, uh, what we need to like speak about um, over different social media uh, pages, update the website if needed. That's so when did you so when did you um realize this is a career path you wanted to pursue? So it's been uh, more than four and a half years for me in uh, you know working for different companies. So I started as a software engineer, then I moved uh, as a business analyst. So when I was actually working as a software engineer, it was heavily based on data uh, because I was working as a, a, a software developer, but on the back end. So from there, I realized, okay, there's a lot of data and then there's data mining, but there's a, a gap between you know the engineers and the clients of how they translate and what they really want. And I think business analysts actually, you know, bridges that gap, bridges that gap. Okay. The technical people, no matter which engineer it is, mechanical, electrical, uh, IT engineer, it could yep. be any engineer, any technical person. And if there is a client, what do they really need in terms of business when it, you know, when it comes to the commercial side? So business analysts, you know, bridges a, a gap between that. So I always wanted to, you know, move forward with something into business. So that is where I thought of, you know, okay, I'll move into a tech company because I have a tech background, move into a tech company, understand what they are doing uh, from a different perspective, from the business perspective and, you know, grow in this role. Uh, luckily, I got too many, uh, too many different projects. One was for a law firm and another was uh, for an e-commerce yep. website, which was into market research. And okay. from there, on, I, you know, I started developing a lot of uh, interest in marketing. And that is why then I switched into a marketing degree at Aston. And from there, I realized, okay, with all of that knowledge that I have, I don't want to work for a tech company. I think I'm more suited for another engineering company. Okay but still want to be as a business analyst because that is, you know, where my knowledge of technology can come. Okay. And also, you know, I can translate it in a better way to the broader uh, world and the industry, which is clients' commercial side of it. So was there anything about the role that surprised you when you got started? Um, over here, definitely, there were a lot of things. So when you, you know, go into a role with an expectation, okay, you know, I've been a business analyst before. This would be easy for me. I know how to, you know, translate what the engineers are thinking and what the commercial side really wants. But because it was a completely new industry for me, and, you know, it's it's a fairly small company. It's not a very small company. It's like 20, 25, 22, 25 yeah. people in a company. So you wear, you know, multiple hats at the same time. Uh, and in that role, it was not just, you know, bridging that gap. It yeah. was, you know, going far beyond that it was bridging the gap making sure that he what you do is the best you understand not what's you know present uh, what you're doing in the present moment but also have a vision for the future so i never you know went into a project or a job with that thinking so i think that was quite surprising for me okay i have to be present but also think of the future okay so what is it that you love the most about your career um it's I think I would like to define it by saying it's like working in a time when Amazon, Netflix, okay. everything was, you know, being discovered. Yep. So for me, it's something like that. So, I mean, you know, early 90s where, the you know, the internet was being discovered by a lot of people and the, and the world was actually, you know, shifting their focus to that industry. For me, I think the best and the most interesting thing about this role is to be present in in that early stage oh wow wow so i think that's absolutely amazing i think as you mentioned there as well you 
you you've gone from a role in a tech company where maybe you were focused on um, very specific projects to a role where you currently are where it seems like as you mentioned you're wearing multiple hats at any different point in the day so is that something you particularly enjoy um in terms of that kind of the the variety of of your day so one minute you're doing marketing the next minute you're translating you know things so engineers can engineers can understand what the commercial side wants and vice versa so is that what diversity is that something that you love about the role i love that about the role i never wanted to be you know stuck in just one particular role and that is why you know i wasn't really sure if i wanted to continue being a business analyst in a tech company like a software based company because usually there you have like you know a particular project or a particular product that you're working on for a few months and then you know that product is done and then you move forward into another one and i don't want to be stuck in just one thing i want to learn everything like you know i think it's it's old saying now that you know you don't have to be a jack of all trades and master yep, of yep. none i think it's important right now you know that you are jack of all trades but maybe master of none it's a maybe there mm. so with this you actually understand every aspect of the business and helps you grow and choose what you really like moving forward in your career so on the other hand so what is something that you least enjoy about your role uh the least that i enjoy it it's really difficult to pick because honestly there there's a lot of thing that you know um isn't really that exciting or uh, entertaining I, i can say that you know you would love to do but still is is a really important part of that role it's an important part of the job it's it's core to the uh, to your business so there are a few things that you might not enjoy but they will build a uh, a very unique you know set of uh, experience or skills that you might need moving forward so i think if i go with one thing it's definitely dealing with a few suppliers okay for the reasons and especially after brexit i think customs because i also deal with that so uh, being in the finance team i also have to deal with customs and whatever is you know um, extra value that has to be added so i think customs is something after brexit that i'm really <laughs> I I think it's absolutely normal to have at least a few things in any role that you you don't quite look forward to getting up in the morning to do um no. but I think as you said as long as you're enjoying the 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 role as a whole it and it's all good you yeah. know there's one thing uh, I always say to my my manager and my CFO is like I am absolutely sure wherever I move from you know this role wherever I grow into the company I am not leaving customs. Customs always stays mine. No mm. matter if I don't even enjoy this, but oh, wow. this has taught me so much that it's something that I never knew. I never had any experience with all my life, but this is something I've learned and I've learned so much. So just just going back uh just a, a little bit and you were talking about um where you used to work with a tech company and now you work with uh, a relatively small business that would potentially be considered uh, an SME would you uh, because i know a lot of students potentially um may just be thinking about a business analyst role and will be looking to get a role with some of the biggest companies and yes there are certain advantages to, to that but maybe potentially ignore some of the advantages that come with working for an SME is there anything in terms of um advice that you would give in terms of why students should consider working for an SME? Um I think it's a very 
good question. And every student should be, you know, thinking about why a small company, why a local company, rather than you know going to London, being in that fancy hood, uh, fancy uh, office, and you know living my best life. It's also important to know what you really want to learn, where you really want to be. If it is not, you know, fulfilling your uh, desire, and especially in the early years of your career, it's really important to learn each and everything that you can. If you miss the chance of actually, you know, wearing multiple hats, learning everything you can, uh, in you know, I think in the beginning and for like three or four years, in the in the later of your later time of your career, it's really difficult to you know go back in time and choose to learn that one thing that you wish you got the chance if you were actually working for a smaller company. In a smaller company, you have the chance to you know go to a person like a CEO or a CFO and just go and say you know. I really love this project. Can I please be a part of it? In a big yep. company in Deloitte, Amazon, they won't even listen to you. And I've mm. worked, I've worked for a very big company. Then I worked for a company which has 500 to 1,000 employees uh, around the world. And then I've moved to this company, and this is my absolute favorite. Like every day, you get a chance to be better at something, learn something new. It's just that um, with big brands, you just get stuck into a one particular role and that's it um, that you go with. Whereas with small SMEs, um, you get to try different roles like marketing, HR, finance. And it's just all about the experience that you gain from that. That helps to build your skills and helps to grow you. Yeah, absolutely. And especially, you know, when in the early years of your career, when you're not even, you know, sure of what you really want. It's like I've been in this industry. I've been working for like five, five and a half years and still... I'm learning. So how can you be so sure in the first year of your career? Okay, no, I just want to be a software engineer at Google. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. If you are that sure, absolutely great for you. I'm happy for you. But my suggestion would be try something new. I, th- I think as you said, that that exposure and that access as well to key decision makers in the business, as you said, uh, the CEO is just around the corner or the CFO, the office is just around the corner. You it potentially gives you um, the opportunity to almost create your own role in a sense or create your own task because you have the license to come up with ideas and put them directly to key decision makers. Whereas potentially if you were working at an Amazon or you're not going to ever have a conversation with a CFO realistically, or um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you you may, but you know, realistically you may not ever see them. Um, So yeah, there's definitely something to be said for, considering some of the lesser known smaller businesses and the yeah. the um the skills that you can pick up from that in addition to what you'd be able to pick up from anywhere else so um okay just following on to our next question uh looking ahead so um obviously you've been with this company for a little while now so what are your kind of career ambitions as a business analyst where do you see your career going forward uh so with my career Definitely, it is with com- this company because I want to grow with them. Uh, and moving forward, because you know I have been wearing so many different hats, I I have this opportunity to actually, as you said it very right, you know, create my own path, create my own opportunity. So I think somewhere down the line, uh, because I get to share uh, with my CFO, my CEO, you know, my different ideas, so they definitely see where you know they can use me in the best way possible in the business. So moving forward, I would definitely love to be in the into the business development role, being a business development manager, having, you know, working on marketing strategies and a business strategy. Uh, 
I'm not really sure what that role would be called or labeled mm. as because I'm not into labels, honestly. I'm more into learning mm. what I could learn in the future. So it's definitely growing into a business development role in the hierarchy. So if we go back in time when you were a student at Aston, what skills did you learn that have helped you with your graduate job at the moment? There's actually a lot. And I recently actually did a a video as well with Aston where they were talking about, um, you know, what modules really helped you. And I said, actually, it was each and every module because I especially, you know, didn't really go with modules that were like really popular among other students, like digital marketing. Of course, you know, I can learn digital marketing somewhere offline, but, you know, courses like service marketing, you know, how to do that, business strategy, things like these are, you know, not very popular, but they are the ones who actually hold a lot of value. So I think each and every module that I did, uh, whether it's consumer behavior, whether it's brand management, whether it's uh, uh, strategy, business strategy, or it's service marketing, I think all of those modules really helped me learn something from each of them to actually apply it right now. And I I know, um, obviously, knowing a little bit about you before uh, you coming onto the podcast, that you actually founded a a marketing society. Aston, can you tell us a little bit about your involvement with that? Yeah, sure. So um, before I joined Aston, like months ago, when I off, uh, accepted my offer, I think, I think earlier in March 2019, I was going through all these um, societies that were actually there on Aston Union page, and I was like, "There's no marketing society, and how is <laughs> yeah. it possible? With you know, with a school with such a high ranking in you know business, why nobody's talking about marketing? And it's important. I mean, even if you know you want to build your own brand as an influencer, you want to you know." work for another company, marketing is actually at the core of a lot of things and people don't just don't realize that. People think, you know, it's just about making noise. No, it's not. It's about how you communicate to a bigger audience, whether it's for your own self or for somebody else. So when I had a look, the very first day when I was actually in there, I, uh, I went, um, I think, even before going for the orientation program, I actually went into Assistant Student Union and I hmm. asked them, how do I open uh, or you know, start a society, and they were like, "This is the you know uh, document you downloaded. Fill it up and oh, wow. back to me." So I had this vision even before I started my journey at Aston, uh, and this this is how you know I, I I started it. And within I think a month or two, with the support of definitely a lot of good friends and my teammates, we grew. It would actually it blew up from zero to fifty in just a month. And we had uh, the first, actually, the guest lecture was uh, the marketing director of uh, Nestle. Oh, wow. And I think it's one of the most popular societies as well currently here at Aston right now as well. That's so good to hear. I've been actually involved with them lately as well. So I keep in, you know, uh, keep in touch with all of them if they're looking for any opportunity. So my my, uh, dream with Aston Marketing Society is not, you know, just... To get speakers who you know come and speak to different students about different topics, what's going on in the industry, but it's also to give any student who is not even a marketing student an opportunity to actually learn about marketing. I think, as you said, like marketing is such a an all-encompassing thing that there are roles that you may not associate with having anything to do with marketing that actually encompass a lot of marketing principles or expect you you need to display some of the skills that you learn in marketing um to do those roles so yeah there's it's no surprise that there's definitely an appetite for 
our society in marketing because yeah knowing uh Aston students as I do from being there for a little while now uh marketing is definitely um something that a lot of Aston students are interested in and hopefully I speak as a as a marketer a growing industry so um definitely yeah so I think I'll round this off with this question unless Asad's got anything to follow up with so is there any advice that you would give to uh maybe some Aston students listening to this podcast who might want to pursue a career just like yours is there anything that they could do to prepare anything that they should be doing right now um i think the one thing that everybody should be doing that i even i did even after having a lot of experience i had like you know three and a half years of experience before i joined aston uh but then even then i made sure that i get the right experience if it's voluntary if it's unpaid it's paid and never really get i just went after people who you know i thought that they could be someone that i want to be one day just went after them asked for an opportunity and luckily i got it i did a few unpaid internships uh, and i'm not you know promoting unpaid internships if you get a paid one definitely go and do that but one thing that is really important you know is to get uh, into many as many internships as you can get that work experience before you make a choice to leave aston and you know graduate one day and go for a job so having that experience would really you know give you that exposure and that clarity of what you really want what you're looking for because when you say uh, oh i want to be a marketing um, manager or a marketing executive uh do you really understand what are the different you know things in marketing i never wanted to be you know just purely into marketing i always wanted to you know have something to do with the business as well and alongside grow with marketing so when i was involved in a lot of you know different internships that is when i realized uh it's not just pure marketing role i need to understand the business and then apply okay i could have easily gone for a marketing agency but that's when you understand who you really are and what you really want it's just that if you've not tried the role itself how yeah. are you sure that that's what you want to do for the rest of your life absolutely so i think, just- I think- that is the prime piece of advice that we, speaking from careers and placements, that we always say to students, take this opportunity to build as much experience and as much of a, as a variety of experience as you can. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's not just about the paid and unpaid internships. It's also about the all the opportunities that even Aston gives you. So I was an international student ambassador from the very first day I was there. Uh, then just right after that, there was um, so because of that, I actually built a lot of communication skills, networking skills. Till now, like it's been two years, you know, almost two years that I've you know been at Aston, and now I'm here in Birmingham. I still meet people because I was so active in networking all the time. Oh, I think I've seen you somewhere. Oh, yeah, I think we met at that event, and you know, I still meet those people. So I think being involved in every opportunity that Aston has. Uh, then I went ahead and you know worked as. Um, the marketing coordinator with the international office so they, that helped me you know to uh, meet different people from alumni team i worked on a campaign with the uh, pro associate pro vice chancellor kathy uh, daniels so i worked with her so i think getting that kind of op- aston has all of that so you cannot you know a student cannot come and say oh aston does not you know give you any opportunity no i knew no one and now i know a lot of people at aston because i made sure that you know Every opp- opportunity that Aston has, I utilize it to the hundred percent. Okay, um, so how would you sum up your time at Aston in just one word? Um, it's really difficult, but I think if it's just one word, 
I won't say fabulous, wonderful. I would just say magical. Okay, wow. That's that's a, that's a nice little thing to end on there. Yep, it is. All right. So yeah, I think we'll wrap up on there on that on that word magical. So um thank you, Parky, for joining us on today's podcast. You've offered some really um really good insights there for anyone wishing to get into a business analyst role or anything related. Um would you mind if we maybe share in the show notes your uh, a link to your LinkedIn just in case students maybe want to follow up and ask oh, yes, a couple absolutely. of questions? Yeah. yeah so um, if you're interested in following up with uh, Parky and asking a, few, a bit more about her role and learning a little bit more, then we'll leave her LinkedIn in the show notes. So yeah, thank you both for joining t- on today's podcast and thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye.